Okay, guys, uh, my name is Matthew Murray. Um, I am a 49-year-old Christian delivery agent in Central Florida. I also do some security. Um, and uh, I wanted to try this Anchor uh, audio podcast system um, because I... You know, I've I've done some YouTube videos and Periscope and, and stuff like that. And it's fine, I'm average looking, but many times I'm tired. And I want people to focus on the audio as opposed to the video. Um, because I'm not really trying to raise money, I'm trying to save souls. Um, I'm a Christian, former Catholic. And I've basically been studying Bible prophecy since I was age seven. Um, I started uh, going to Christian churches when I was in college in the early 90s. I'm 49, I just turned 49 July 1st, by the way. I'm origi originally from Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm currently living in um, a small town uh, west of Orlando, which is kind of my bug out location, so I'm not going to give it away right now anyway. Um, but there's a chance I may have to move back closer to Orlando if I get this, uh, better delivery job that, uh, the test results are coming back soon for that. Uh, little bit of background on me, uh, for any of you that don't know, I'm the youngest of five from a, uh, very strict, uh, Republican Catholic family in the northwestern suburbs of Indianapolis. I was raised, uh, upper middle class. Um, you know, large home, uh, parents had a country club membership that my grandparents also had. And I'm not bragging, I'm just trying to give you a background of, uh, how I was raised. I was, I had an excellent childhood, but it was somewhat, somewhat isolated from, you know, the tough streets of New York and, uh, of course, Chicago, where my dad's from. So again, uh, I'm the youngest of five, um... Uh, I'm not going to go into detail, um, about my whole family. I think that would take too long. Uh, but basically there's, uh, like I said, I'm the youngest of five. Uh, my dad was in the life insurance industry and my mother was a traditional housewife. Um, grew up with wonderful, uh, family, great childhood and great friends. Uh, the problem was... Uh, I was raised in what I believe to be now a false religion, which is the Catholic Church. And I'm not saying that to be cruel. I'm just saying because, uh, number one, Mary cannot forgive sin. First of all, before I get into all this, including Bible prophecy and world events going on, I want everyone to know that I'm going to be talking about random information. If you're the type of person that needs to be focused on one subject for an hour straight, um, then don't bother with my audio podcast. If you want some interesting information that'll let your mind wander and, and prepare you uh, for what's coming, I even talk a little bit about prepping, which is very important, I believe, because, um, well, let's, let's face reality, there's a lot of folks setting dates for the rapture. And I am currently subscribing to the July 17, 3 a.m. rapture date. But I'm not willing to say it's a guarantee. Because, well, the Bible basically says you should not set a date. So am I keeping faith on being raptured by 3 a.m. July 17 Israel time? Yes. And I am watching because I do have faith for a pre-tribulation rapture. But I also know that there's a lot of evidence in the Bible that we have to go through some tribulation. And I think a lot of people are being naive because I don't think a lot of people are calculating the Hebrew calendar. Everything is based on the Enoch Solar Hebrew calendar of the Lord. Not, you know, the moon gods or, or the Muslims or the Roman calendar, which was distorted by the Vatican and shipped off to the West, okay? You gotta realize, everything focuses and revolves around God's holy land of Israel. 
okay? And Israel is very significant because if we don't get raptured into heaven in the other dimension, the, what I call the fifth dimension, we're in the third dimension, uh, there's a chance we will be uh, actually in Israel, uh, either in the flesh or in the spirit, and uh, worshiping the Lord, serving the Lord, um, and observing the feasts. And then, of course, there is judgment from the Lord and a thousand years of peace. But you have to survive that judgment day in order to serve the Lord in eternity. I kind of like this idea of uh, audio broadcast because um, I don't have the high-tech equipment yet. And uh, if we get raptured on the 17th, <laughs> I may not have time to get any of the equipment. Uh, because I'm doing a lot of prepping as well. But if, um, you know, there are other videos that are very significant that I think people need to start taking into consideration and not just putting all their eggs in the July 17 basket. And what I mean by that is there's some videos called Wait for the Seventh Bowl. This guy is super intelligent and goes to into in-depth detail about what's going on prophetically in terms of God's threshing floors against the enemies of Israel. Um, many of you are wondering, well, what is threshing? Well, threshing is when uh, God judges uh, militaries and, and countries that are um, you know, enemies of the Lord, if you will. We've come up on seven minutes here. I'm going to go as long as I can. Don't know if I'll go an hour, but I'll go as long as I can. Uh, because it's uh, 6.15 in the morning. I will need to get some sleep before I do some more delivery work today. Uh, but basically, um, I believe that God is in the third heaven. Um, and I, the one thing I did take from the Catholic Church is the concept of the Trinity. The Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God resides in the third heaven at his royal perfect throne, remaining free from sin. Um, and then you have... Okay, so he's the Father, and then the Son, which is Jesus, when he came in the flesh and died for our sins, the sacrificial lamb, right? Okay, so the Father, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit can be manifested um, as God or Jesus. Um, Jesus is like, uh, you can view him as like a satellite for God. God and Jesus are the Alpha and the Omega, and they can be at any time, at any place, all at once. I know it's hard to believe, but it is very important. In order to make it into heaven and pass Judgment Day, it is very important that you worship the Creator, Yahweh and Yeshua HaMashiach, and not the creation. For example, the trees or the animals or the earth, or even you know, a person or a politician. Very, very important, because that can be compared to idolatry. Now, that's a perfect segue for me to talk about the Old Testament, which the Jews study, and they call it the Torah. They actually read the Torah right to left with their symbols. Ironically, I was diagnosed with a minor version of dyslexia in high school, but I didn't have a issue with reading backwards. That was not my problem. My problem was reading comprehension. And I simply found out that when I was reading something that was complicated or I wasn't interested in, it was very hard to comprehend it, especially I was a terrible test taker. Now, I did end up getting a master's degree in business from the University of Phoenix. Haven't done a lot with it, but I did manage to get the degree paid off, and it is a um, cornerstone of my resume. 
So if we don't get raptured right away, maybe it'll help me out a little more. But at any rate, I'm getting off topic here. Uh, what I want to talk about is the people that were responsible for crucifying Christ were really the leaders of the temple, you know, the Pharisees in Israel, as well as the Roman authorities. They were basically in conjunction with each other. Um, and nothing's really changed nowadays. However, now that we're in the end times, the modern-day technology and the evils of this world have manifested to levels many common men can't even fathom. And that also leads into the earthquakes and the plagues and all the problems that the world's facing today, along with um, many of the millennials um, completely writing off the truth of history and Christianity, as well as the liberals doing the same thing. And I can assure you that the people that are doing this and ignoring the truth of the word are going to pay an eternity. Um, because Judgment Day is very strict and narrow is the way uh, to not only get into heaven, but to stay in heaven. See, a lot of people are going to make it to heaven for Judgment Day. But the key is to pass Judgment Day to stay there and serve God and Jesus in eternity. Now, the Pharisees were in conjunction with the Roman authorities, and they crucified Christ. The reason they crucified Christ was because Christ was considered a revolutionary. He was doing the same thing that end-time prophets are doing, saying... You don't need a physical corrupt building to worship the Lord. That all you need is God and possibly Jesus in your heart. Now, the Jewish people that ended up believing in Jesus became what's called Messianic Jews. And Jesus, even though he was Jewish and from the house of David okay, and the Son of God, he is the one that started Christianity. So you can see how there was a breakdown or a chasm or a division between the Jews and the Christians because the dividing line was the crucifixion and the shed blood of Jesus, which saves us from our sins. The Jews... Many of the Jews that are not Messianic Jews are still living under the Old Testament laws. Now, the Ten Commandments are essential. Those are important. And I believe observing the Sabbath is essential and important. Um, but some of the rules like, you know, the kosher laws and, um, you know, wearing a beanie on your head and some of these strict rules that they want to, the rabbis want to ramble on about every week. Um, it's because they're not recognizing Yeshua as the true Messiah. They're waiting on what they think is a different Messiah. But they're eventually going to have to come to Yeshua. Um, because, you know, there's judgment for both the house of Israel as well as Gentiles around the world. Now, this leads me to the topic of false religions. I believe that the Catholic Church is a false religion and it's become even more false. Um, I personally believe, me along with many other prophets, and when I say believe, um, it's actually backed up by a lot of factual information in the Bible codes. Many of us believe that Barack Hussein Obama um, is the Antichrist. He works for the New World Order. He was trained in the CIA and communism and all these demonic tactics. He was actually born in Kenya, Africa. 
hired by the New World Order and, and paid a lot of money to betray the world and be the Antichrist. Just like Judas was betrayed or paid 30 coins of, of silver to betray Christ. It's the same um, evil spirit. Okay? Now, so he's the beast, the leader of the beast system. But then you also have the other beast, or dragon, known as the false prophet, which is the current pope, Pope Francis. Pope Francis is a Jesuit. His middle name, uh, Bergoglio. You've all heard of Gog and Magog. Well, that may very well come down to the New World Order um, versus Russia or something like that. But what I'm trying to say is that the Catholic Church believes that Mary can forgive sin, but she cannot. You cannot put Mary above Jesus. Okay? The, we are to worship God and Jesus, Yahweh and Yeshua Mashiach. Mary was chosen as the Holy Mother of Yeshua. And you can, I mean, you can ask Mary to pray for you, but Mary herself cannot forgive sin. And there's a, lot, there's a lot of idolatry in the Catholic Church that people don't talk about. Uh, me being raised Catholic, I know all about it. They're very robotic. They like to play church once a week and dress up. Uh, they like to drink alcohol, and they like to be as successful as they can in their chosen professions. Now, I'm not scolding them for being successful. But when you're putting money in the Catholic Church before God and Jesus, and you're ignoring God and Jesus the entire rest of the week, you're not doing the Lord's work. It's all about faith and love. Okay? Obeying the Ten Commandments, faith and love. It's not about putting on a suit and tie and playing church with your family, um, showing the world you're better than the Joneses down the street because you have this beautiful family with a lot of money and a BMW and a gorgeous house and a boat and this huge bank account that you can travel and play with and make other people feel small. That's not what life is about. Okay? It's about saving souls, helping other people, praying, repenting of your sin. None of us are perfect. We're all born into sin. Okay, but once you step out of the Catholic Church and become born again and spirit-filled, um, I do believe baptism is important, but it's also a symbolic representation of where God wants us to be. In other words, you don't need to go to a physical church necessarily, but if you do, please make sure you're not going to a corrupt megachurch that has Illuminati pyramids outside. <laughs> because if you step in there and it's a Oprah Winfrey-like show and they're ignoring Jesus and they're ignoring Revelation and they're ignoring what's going on in the world and all they're doing is reading from Romans and singing a few songs and asking for a handout, I can assure you, you're in the wrong place. And God and Jesus are going to judge the lukewarm very harshly. Um, the Bible says that the Lord would rather you be either, you know, a great believer and follower and great Christian of God and Jesus, or he'd rather you be evil. Why do I say that? Because if you are lukewarm, he's going to spit you out of his mouth. Okay? So, 
the key is to save souls and get people to follow God and Jesus, do the right thing, follow the Ten Commandments, love one another. And there's nothing wrong with doing good works, but remember, that's not going to get you into heaven. Yes, faith without works is dead. But the works aspect is going to give you brownie points in heaven. Because it's all about faith and love. Okay? Now, did God say that we're all going to have a perfect uh, life that's like a bed of roses? No. In fact, this life here on earth in the, in the corrupt flesh is more of a test uh, by God than anything. And if you don't believe me, just read the entire Bible and you'll see all the tests of faith that people went through and the spiritual warfare that people went through in order to survive or prosper or live in harmony with their neighbors. Okay? So, yes, I am putting faith in a pre-tribulation rapture, possibly on July 17 at 3 a.m. There is a lot of evidence through researching... Um, well, a broadcaster named uh, Rapture Twilight, Christine, has done all the research with the blood moons and the Jewish feasts um, converging with these numbers 7 and 1. I do think it's kind of ironic because my birthday is July 1st, 1970, and this rapture is supposedly coming July 17, 2019. But remember, it's a totally different date on on God's Enoch solar Hebrew calendar, okay? Um, it's basically still a spring Pentecost season um, that could rapture the true believers into heaven. Uh, I believe the first uh, souls that will go into heaven would be the 144,000 Jews that are righteous virgins that have kept the faith in God and even Jesus. And, of course, the dead will raise first. The righteous dead and believers in God and Yeshua will, will rise first. And then the righteous true believers of God and Yeshua around the world will, will rise into heaven in a resurrection or rapture into heaven, which means you get transported uh, transformed into your perfect spiritual body, becoming immortal, and and transferred into heaven without dying. And yes, it is a true miracle. Um, but remember, <laughs> you still have to face judgment before God and Jesus on Judgment Day. That includes me. That includes everyone in this world, good or evil. Okay? So just remember how essential and important it is not only to get to heaven, but to stay there in order to avoid hell and serve the Lord and have joy in eternity. I do believe that when we get raptured, we will be transformed back to the age of 30. In other words, if you're over the age of 30, you'll be restored to the age of 30 in a perfect immortal body. Any shortcomings you had before will be gone there is no sin in heaven. I don't believe there's any sex or procreation in heaven. It's possible there will be animals in heaven. Um, and hopefully, you know, each one of us will get a, a mansion um, based on both faith and some of the works that we've done. But we're not really supposed to focus on that. We're just supposed to trust in the Lord have faith, and then do good works on the side. Obviously, you don't want to do evil works. Now, any sinner can be forgiven and repent and come to the Lord and Jesus. But if you keep going back to the same sin and, and not repenting, like these uh, demonic homosexuals are doing, uh, slapping God in the face with these gay pride parades, thinking that um, their activity is normal. I can assure you if those people don't come out of that lifestyle 
and repent and get God and Jesus, their judgment on judgment day is not going to be favorable. And from what I can understand, uh, whether you get a thousand years in hell or, or an eternity in hell, you know, maybe it'll be a thousand years in hell for the evil ones and then they'll just become non-existent or have to face judgment again. I don't know. But whether it's a thousand years in hell or an eternity in hell, you don't want to be there, trust me. It is not like you're in a dark nightclub and you can just do whatever you want. And it, it hell is total, totally being separated from God and Jesus and being tortured by the devil and his minions to the point where you will never have any relief. It'd be like having the worst nightmare you've ever had in your entire life but you can't wake up. You feel everything like you're in the flesh, but you can't wake up from the torture. And there's been cases documented, I believe in the Bible, where a person was sent to hell. I think it was the rich man who didn't repent. And he couldn't get a single drop of water, but there was a portal that he could see the poor man that he possibly oppressed living the life of Riley in heaven and drinking water in heaven. And the rich man was crying out to the Lord and crying out to this poor man to give him water. And that what became a demon in hell, the rich man, couldn't get a single drop of water. Can you imagine? And then to top it off, uh, they've even supposedly documented screams coming from hell, which is in the belly of the earth. And you simply just can't escape hell. They've reported uh, fiery metal cages in hell that you can't escape from. And the devil and his minions will literally torture you, pull your limbs off. You'll scream and writhe in agony. The devil will put the limbs back on and do it all over again, repeating the same process over and over and over again for a thousand years to eternity. And God has given the, the, the devil uh, the right to do this, to torture the unrepentant sinners. Remember, God loves us, but he also gave us free will. So if you choose to become a murderer, and never change and repent, your judgment on Judgment Day is not going to be favorable. I'm not going to say whether or not you're going to be cast into hell because that's God's decision. I'm just saying it is essential that you obey the Ten Commandments, have a genuine love for God and Jesus 24-7, not just on the Sabbath, but 24-7, and... Love your neighbors and even love your enemies and try to save souls because hell is simply not worth it. All right, now I know I'm getting into some very intense subjects here, but I think it's very important. Next thing I want to talk about is um, some of the disasters that are going on around the world, including earthquakes. And give me just a moment, and I'm going to come right back. Alright, I'll be right back. Alright folks, we're back. I had to take a quick break. Um, so I wanted to talk about the disasters going on in the world, um, including the earthquakes. Um... Regarding the earthquakes all over the world, including California, Indonesia, Mexico, and other areas around the world. First of all, I would like to say that many of these natural disasters, including earthquakes, are coming from God because he's sending judgment upon the world. Judgment to the non-believers, judgment to the sodomites 
Judgment to the Satanists. Judgment to the people in false religion, like the Catholic Church or the Muslim faith, which is totally demonic. The Muslims are basically just worshiping Satan. That's all they're doing. And they want to destroy the roots of true faith, which is Judaism and Christianity. And that's what the beast system is all about. It's, it's basically a one-world religion organized by the Pope and Obama to install genocide and the mark of the beast around the world. So, again, I said most of these earthquakes and disasters around the world are coming from God and his judgment. However, there are also um, activities going on that are coming from the enemy as well. And by the enemy, I mean the New World Order. Um, in Alaska, the New World Order has a system called the HARP system, which is very high-tech antennas that can literally change the weather patterns, cause earthquakes. Um, and of course, you all know about the CERN project where they're digging into the earth, trying to literally release demons from hell and cause all sorts of problems for humanity. Uh, these New World Order demons um, basically are Satanists, and they're masquerade as they can masquerade as um, Catholic or Muslim they can also masquerade in other uh, false you know religions um, such as Baal or Moloch and let me tell you something folks God is very very angry about the United States killing 60 to 70 innocent children through abortion uh, since 1973. Now, whether these people, all of them actually worship Baal or Moloch or Satan or Allah, you know, doesn't really matter. The fact is they're evil. And I believe Trump, um, it was predicted in the Bible codes that Trump would be elected to fight the beast system to save the babies, to free the United States, and help protect Israel. But Trump has got the world on his shoulders. Um, Trump used to be um, very chummy with the Clinton family before he became closer to the Lord. Even though he's a rich man, he's not taking a salary as President of the United States, and he's doing a lot of wonderful, great things. But he has to try to save the babies, prosecute the deep state, finish the wall, bring America back to God and Jesus, and speak up for free speech, and continue to do the right thing for America, Israel, and the world. Now, I know that's a lot of information, but he is president of the United States, whether or not we're the most powerful country on earth is relevant. We still have a mighty military force. And, you know, I, I believe that most nations we could probably defend ourselves against. But if nations like Russia, China, and Iran, or Korea, or some of these Muslim places, or demonic places, countries, if they all team together against America and Israel, this world is in for a world of hurt. And that's where faith in God and Jesus come. The innocent people of Israel, including the soldiers that are trying to protect Israel, they're going by faith. Many of the codes in the Torah and the Bible, they're actually studying and you don't have to go to a rabbi to find out this information, but they're actually studying these Torah codes and Bible codes in order to know when and where to protect the Holy Land of Israel. And a lot of people don't know this, but it, it works very well. They have great security, they have a great military, and a great economy. And now that the 
Diaspora is turned into exodus of the chosen people back to Israel. The land is flourishing, but it's still got the problems of the Ishmaelites that were cast out. Remember, it was the second-born Isaac that inherited Israel. The Ishmaelites, the or the first-born demons that were cast out of the Holy Land, formed these false religions like the Muslims. And ever since, they've been fighting against the chosen people in the Holy Land instead of simply, you know, working with them and recognizing God and Jesus. That's all they ever had to do is come to God and Jesus and work with the Jewish people in spiritual brothership, if you will. But instead, they decide to worship Satan and come against God's holy people. And this is what's causing the judgment and, and, and problems around the world. Uh, another tidbit, uh, the millennial generation um, is actually outnumbering the baby boomer generation. And me personally, I'm stuck right in between the middle because I'm from Generation X, born July 1, 1970. So I'm part of the smallest generation. But I was raised in a little more innocent time before the 80s kicked off and before all the high technology kicked in, where you could literally go out and play in your neighborhood with your friends and still leave your front door unlocked. And you could hear your, down the street, you could hear your mother ringing a bell for dinner time. It was truly amazing. Nowadays, it's like, and I've noticed, like when I deliver food to homes on one of my side jobs, I've noticed that Right after I hand them this food and say, thank you, God bless, well, I'm lucky to get a cash tip, number one. Uh, the company I'm working for is currently stealing my tips. I won't say who it is right now, but we're working on changing that. I rarely get a cash tip, but once they get their food and say thank you and everything, they're normally locking the door immediately. And you know what? I don't blame them. I would do the same thing because this world is getting very, very evil. Um, but I'm just trying to say that back in the seventies when I was a kid, it wasn't, it wasn't really like that unless you were in a bad neighborhood that had a lot of crime. In other words, there were a lot of neighborhoods, you know, 70% of the neighborhoods I would say were still safe back then. But you know, the eighties came along and, and, and the, the gangbangers rose up and the, Non-believers rose up, and the rock and roll became a little more, you know, demonic, if you will, or rebellious. And everything seemed to start going more rebellious and more downhill. Now, of course, rock and roll and rebellion's been around a long time. Basically started in the 50s and 60s. It actually started with the... Um, you know, the the musical artists that influenced people like Eric Clapton, which were, um, uh, you know, black men that played uh, blues music um, or jazz music. Um, a lot of those people influenced people like Eric Clapton. And Eric Clapton, you know, even though he's been rebellious through his life, he's more on the conservative side of the music. And uh, I think he may even be in a wheelchair now, but he's had a pretty charmed life, if you, if you think about it. So then my generation came along, and we were just trying to figure everything out and survive and get our education and get the best job we can. But we saw the realities of the world coming to bite us because we never saw a draft. We were somewhat spoiled. Um... I was raised by the World War II generation, my parents, whereas most of my friends were raised by um, the uh, baby boomer generation, which many of those people went through a hippie phase. Um, I, what I ended up doing was I took the uh, conservative um, beliefs of my parents from the World War II generation and kind of mixed it with classic rock 
and and Christian music and trying to stay on the right path with, you know, friends and family and and faith and everything. So that's kind of how I was raised. And then, but when I got to college, I opened up to Christianity and I was free from the Catholic prison of going to the Catholic prison every week. (laughs) I call it the Catholic prison because um, I really believe it's become a false religion. Um, so then our generation X started seeing oppression. In other words, we tried to get our education in the best job we could, but we were seeing oppression. Many of us were seeing oppression from the World War II generation and then the baby boomers and now even oppression coming from people that are younger than us, the millennial generation. And it's sad and it's scary because a lot of those people are not walking with the Lord in in faith and recognizing other people's talents. And I believe the way they act towards other people and oppressing other people, especially if they're going to church and then they're, then they're oppressing people on Monday morning, I believe that's going to come back to bite them in eternity. But all we can do is pray for those people, right? All right, so let's get back to the disasters. Okay, so I mentioned the earthquakes. I mentioned some of it is God's judgment. Most of it is God's judgment, but that some of it, some of the earthquakes or weather events are caused by these harp radar antennas that the New World Order is causing to cause global genocide and reduce the world population. Uh, On my birthday, July 1st, Apparently, there was an old Russian submarine. Their technology is not very updated. It looked kind of like a rusty submarine, but I don't know if this was a false flag event or not, but supposedly this Russian submarine was trying to cut underwater cable lines, not for homes around America, but actually the cable lines that were connected to the government and the military. And we believe they were also trying to attack various naval weapons bases in California and other locations. It doesn't really surprise me because a year or two ago, Putin was doing flyovers over Alaska surveying America, seeing our weaknesses. Um, And I believe maybe they were trying to hack into our system. But I don't believe that Trump was responsible for any of the hacking or problems. And if there was any hacking, I believe it was related to the corruption of the Clintons that were trying to keep Trump out of office. Because if Hillary Clinton would have won the election, she would have dragged America down and she would have done everything Antichrist Obama does. Because remember, Antichrist Obama is traveling around the world both socially and giving political speeches in a underground government, a shadow government of the New World Order that's working against Trump, working against America, working against Israel, working against Netanyahu, and working against the free world. Recently, I believe a speech Obama gave in Africa, he was saying that Americans don't deserve their freedom. And those words were coming from Antichrist Obama, who is predicted in the Bible codes to become the full-fledged Antichrist, as well as the Pope being the false prophet. All right, so I've covered a lot of territory here. I think I might try to go one hour. We're coming up on 7 o'clock soon, Florida time, on July 8, 2019 with a possible rapture coming on July 17 at 3 a.m. when the sun is supposed to come up at 3 a.m. instead of 6 a.m. So you don't have to change your watches that day. It's just a miracle from the Lord. But remember, Israel is seven hours ahead of Eastern time of Florida in the East Coast in America. So... When it's 3 a.m. 
in Israel on the 17th of July, it would be approximately 8 p.m. on the 16th in the United States on the East Coast. So at that time, I will probably be doing my delivery job before my security job. And I will probably be taking a break at about 7.30 that night to not only face the East and face Israel, but I'm going to don my prayer shawl. Um, I might film what's going on. And I want to see if we really do get, uh, true believers do get raptured into heaven. Remember, it's not going to be all believers. Like the Bible says, two will be in a field. One will be taken and the other left. Now, if we don't get raptured by the 17th, I do believe there's probably going to be a lot of egg on our faces. But we've faced this spiritual warfare before, and we know that we have to look to the future, either to the Feast of Trumpets or turn to uh, waiting for the Seventh Bowl information. Um, some of them are predicting March 5, 2021 for the rapture. And wa uh, waiting for the Seventh Bowl, he's also saying the rapture's not only not going to be a pre-tribulation rapture, but it may be more of a serving the Lord in Israel type of situation before we get raptured into the other dimension in eternity in heaven. So I want to make it clear that, yes, you can pray for a pre-tribulation rapture, but you cannot set a date unless you know for a fact that God has spoken to you. Many people who have been wrong before either weren't truly listening to God or they were listening to Satan. And my friends, you don't want to listen to Satan. You want to listen to God because God doesn't even tell Jesus until the very last minute when the rapture is going to be. Okay? Now, you've all heard the part in the Bible where it talks about 77s are decreed for your people. Let me tell you a little bit about a bird's eye view of what this means. This spans a 490-year time period that affects the chosen people, the Jewish people of Israel. Okay. Um, you all know the story of the Jews were slaves in Egypt. For I believe 400 years. Okay. So basically. Every time. The Jews were cast out of the Holy Land. Or put into slavery in Egypt. Or what have you. There was a specific amount of time. That they had to serve the enemy. And there were people like Daniel. Who was uh, my favorite Old Testament prophet. And what he would do is he would interpret dreams for King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar <clears throat> was nothing like Trump or Cyrus or David. King Neb Nebuchadnezzar was an absolute control freak. Um, you know, you've heard the stories of King James uh, cutting off heads of people, anyone who tried to change the words of the Bible. Well... King Nebuchadnezzar was basically the head of Babylon. And he was not very righteous. <laughs> um, and he chose Daniel to interpret his dreams. Because Daniel was trying to stick with a kosher slash vegetarian diet, which kept his physical body, his spirit, and his soul clean so that he could properly interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dreams. Okay? One of the famous sayings that Daniel uh, predicted was that he wrote on the wall, or it was something to do with a shadow that fell on the wall, something like that, 
that came from the Lord was a Hebrew word called Mani Mani Tekal. And what that basically means is um, your kingdom is divided. Okay, it means your kingdom is divided and given. Basically, I think it says basically like given to your enemies. Okay, and that's a very important decree there because it's basically telling the leader of Babylon that he doesn't have righteous cohesion in his military ranks, his leadership, or his population. <laughs> so then what ended up happening? Well, you all know the story. <clears throat> Daniel was um, thrown into the lion's den. And because Daniel was repenting and praying and living such a righteous life, um, just trying to survive as a slave in, in, in Babylon or Egypt, whatever it was, and, and interpreting these dreams for Nebuchadnezzar, that the lions that were in the prison-like area would not even attack Daniel. Because the lions were in touch with the Holy Spirit, recognizing that God was moving through Daniel. I hope that makes sense. So Daniel survived the lion's den, but the second man that they threw into the lion's den for punishment was devoured by the mighty lions almost immediately because he was nothing like Daniel and he was not repenting, not praying, and not coming closer to the Lord. Okay? Um, and then you also know the story of uh, the three prophets that I think were thrown into a fire and they survived a fire because of God and Jesus, the protection that they were given. That's another amazing story as well. It shows what faith can do. There's also another video on YouTube of a gentleman, uh, I just recently saw this video today, uh, where he was backing up Sister Christine uh, Rapture at Twilight video, um, who's also being backed up by Pearl and Crystal Love for Jesus. They're also backing up this July 17 Rapture date, because it all, not only does it coordinate with the blood moons, the Jewish feasts, and the menorah, but it also even coordinates supposedly with the day that the ark rested and Noah and a few people, including animals, survived the flood. Um, and then, of course, there's the story of the miracle manna from heaven and the 153 fish. Okay, this is all, these these numbers or words are, are symbolic of the Lord. Uh, you can look up a Gematria calculator. You can look up the Bible codes. Um, you can look up a Hebrew date converter. And all of these things are... See, numbers are very important to the Lord. They may not be important to all men. But to the Lord, they are very important. We're not supposed to be involved in the horoscope thing because that's considered black magic. Well, let me try to give you a little background of what each number means. Um, and I'll try to go, I guess, 1 through, let's say 1 through 21 or 33, something like that. Uh, the number 1 represents uh, the righteous firstborn. Okay. Uh, the number 2 can sometimes represent Isaac, who was the secondborn who inherited Israel. The number three can represent the third heaven, which is where God resides in eternity, the Alpha and the Omega. The number four can represent the cross, all directions, north, south, east, west, heaven, hell, east and west. Okay. And then the number five represents grace. Six represents Mankind's creation, 
7 is God's number, 8 is a new beginning, 9 is judgment, 10 is completion and perfection, okay? And so I got to wrap this up here by 60 minutes. It looks like there's a limit on this audio recording. But basically, um, then let's skip to 12 represents the 12 apostles. 13 has significance in, in faith. Um, 14 has significance with the calendar. 17 means victory. 17 means victory in the Bible. That's one of the reasons we're looking to 17 for a rapture day. Even though it could be related to a pre-tribulation rapture. Christ actually, um, many people think that Christ said that his birth was came early. So we're hoping that the rapture could come early. And then, of course, the number 21 is three sevens in a row, which is very important. And Christ died at 33 and a half, so that's very important. And his missionary started at uh, the age of 30. So let's just wrap this up with a prayer. Let's pray that the entire world comes to God and Jesus before it's too late. Let's pray that we get raptured into heaven before the tribulation and before all hell breaks loose. Okay? And um, I don't have the ironic blessing memorized, which I want to do that. I want to start learning a little bit of Hebrew to do that. I can't speak in tongues, but let's just stick with the Our Father for now, and I'll try to come back, do some more audio recordings, and you can check me out on YouTube, which just type in Matt Murray, M-A-T-T-M-U-R-R-A-Y, and Bible Prophecy. Um, if you're able... To donate to me, you can do that through PayPal, a love gift. If it's going to affect your rent payment or or your, your food or anything like that, don't bother. But if you can afford a small love gift, I'd appreciate it. So Matt Murray and Bible Prophecy on YouTube. And let's say a quick prayer here. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen, amen, and amen. Talk to you later, folks. God bless. All right, I just wanted to add a quick follow-up recording that I forgot to mention this information in my previous broadcast about Bible prophecy. Uh, this is Matthew Murray, a recording on July the 8th, 2019, approximately 7.15 a.m. Uh, the first audio that lasted nearly one hour, 57 minutes, and I believe 24 seconds was regarding Bible prophecy. At this time, I don't think I'm going to do the sponsorship thing with Anchor, but I might consider it, but it's more important to save souls. But I wanted to talk um, for a very brief amount of time. I'm going to try to do this quickly. I wanted to talk about prepping and how important prepping is. I know many people are on a limited or fixed budget, but because we're not supposed to set a date for the rapture or escaping the tribulation, if the tribulation were to come to us, either through economic disaster, military attacks, curses on the land, curses on the people, you need to be prepared, folks. Now, there's a number of ways to be prepared. Um... When it comes to currency, if you can afford to invest in cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or even the new currency of Libra that Facebook is coming out with, I encourage you to do that. But then I encourage you to invest heavily in silver if you're on the poor side and gold if you're on the rich side. But I also want you to diversify that with both gold and silver and cryptocurrency. Um... I, I recommend um, 
that your debts be one-third of your income and that you invest in as much gold, silver, and crypto as your budget will allow. In other words, if your budget only allows 30% of your income to do that, do that. If it's only 10%, do that. But learn about the limits. You know, if there's a $1,500 minimum on gold purchases, look into silver. Silver's about to skyrocket. And you can finance these things a lot easier through the cryptocurrencies, which will grow your earnings much, much faster than the dying American currency that's sitting in banks drawing virtually no interest. As a matter of fact, many people are actually losing money. So that kind of covers the currency angle of prepping. Um, obviously, you know, you need to be working and being able to pay for these things. But in terms of physical assets, you need food, you need water, you need warm clothing, cool clothing, and you need some protective wear that's going to protect you from nuclear fallout. Um, it's a good idea to maybe have some um, uh, scuba equipment or um, what do you call it? Um, snorkeling equipment or equipment that can protect you from like um, uh, radiation masks like an Israeli gas mask. There's a lot of new brands out there that are really high-tech that can protect you from nuclear fallout. Um, there are suits out there that can protect you from EMP attacks. There's even an EMP device for $350 that can protect all of your devices in your home. They might even have one now for the car. I'm not sure. But in the event that your car is disabled in an EMP attack and all your electronics are shut off, uh, you can always invest in a nice bicycle, like I invested in a Trek bicycle, which is much nicer than any Schwinn I've ever had. And you can purchase a 50cc engine for that. Now, the 50cc engine may not be legal on the streets now, but if the system collapses, it's a, still a good way to bug out if you can't afford, uh, let's say, a golf cart or, you know, a motorcycle or scooter or um, something along those lines of ATV. Okay, so that kind of covers uh, the protective stuff and the uh, bug out transportation. You can also invest in a little mini like trailer or bike holder or luggage holder for the top of your vehicle or a little trailer for the back of your bicycle or golf cart or ATV to, let's say, haul your camping equipment. You're going to need a large tent that is durable and keeps the sunlight out and you're going to need bug out food water and a way to cook and a way to hunt you're going to need to have at least two or three weapons and a heck of a lot of ammunition because if there is a red dawn scenario let's say from russia or china or both of them um or the un something like that um, you have the right to defend yourself and your house and your property, okay? Um, the, the evil ones are trying to take our gun rights away and make us into global slaves that get depopulated. But we know better. This country was formed on Christian freedom, not any type of Masonic or Illuminati, uh, trickery, but Christian freedom, and the uh, Ten Commandments and the, and the Bill of Rights and our Constitution. Very important that we preserve the Constitution, protect our gun rights. You need to store up food, water, guns, ammo, protective equipment, a um, solar-powered flashlight, solar-powered um, battery chargers, um, one of the most important things is a um, generator. I recommend a to invest in a, both a gas generator and then also a small portable electric generator that you could connect solar panels to to at least keep your cell phone running. Yes, the cell phones may be cut off, but there's other things that you can charge up 
like emergency radios where you can hear global broadcasts on what to do. Also, in an emergency situation, be very, very careful about trusting organizations that come from the federal government like FEMA. If they are offering you food and water, and then when you get there, you're, you're, you're trapped into a cell and they won't let you leave, that's not good. So, remember, survive, thrive, pray, don't get trapped in FEMA detention or federal detention or any type of jail. Stay free, stay in the Bible, stay humble, don't be arrogant, obey the laws, but stay out of jail, and um, again, keep praying, because we don't want to be in a bad situation. We want to get raptured out of here before all hell breaks loose. But prepping is very, very important, folks. You need food buckets. If you can't afford the expensive food buckets that Jim Baker is jacking up on his televangelist shows, go to Amazon. You know, go to the churches, go to the food banks, go to Walmart, go to the supermarket, get you some chicken in a can, get you any type of fairly decent food that can last a long time. And I'm going to recommend that you prep for at least six months to three years of food. Now, it could only be a year, could only be six months. You don't know. The key is to, you know, pray, pay your bills, but with that little extra money you have that you're not investing with, you got to get these prepping supplies. Because when the... French, Excuse my French. But when the shit hits the fan, you're not going to be able to go to your store down the street and tell Johnny Cashier you need, you know, three cans of tuna. It's not going to be there. You're going to end up, you know, cooking food over a fire by a river or surviving in your home with, you know, limited means of communication, limited means of keeping yourself warm or cool. So prepping is very, very important. And I'm only going into about 10 minutes of this information. I can always add more later. But I want you guys to be prepared in case we don't get raptured right away and the tribulation could hit the world at any time. You know how bad this world's getting. So keep praying Keep prepping, keep looking to the heavens above, and keeping the faith that we're going to make it to heaven, but we may have to go through hell before we get there. All right? Remember, pray and prep. Pray and prep. God bless you all. Thank you. Talk to you later.